Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenway continues our series, Free People, and talks about living in the freedom we find in Christ. He talks about how free people seek wisdom and use discernment, looking at James 1, verses 5 through 8. Dallas also talks about ways God speaks to us and asking God for wisdom even before we go into situations that tempt us. We hope you enjoy this message. All right, we are in week two of the series, Free People. So if you missed last week, you've only missed one week of the series so far, just a reminder, you guys can go back, you can listen to any of these messages. We have them on podcasts, on like iTunes and stuff, right? And uh, Or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what it's called now. And um, we've also got every first service we always record. So if you're ever home and you're not able to make it to church that day, we are live streaming that and you can watch the whole first service, including the message and the game and the music and all that stuff. You can watch that on YouTube at FG Students. So quick reminder and plug for that. But last week we started this series off. This is a series, uh, we're going to carry it out for the rest of January. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about what it means to live as a free person, what it means to have freedom in Christ and actually actually live that out. And probably a lot of you, that that word freedom, you would say, yeah, that's like somewhere that's a part of our faith, right? We get freedom from sin and we get uh, freedom to to live a full life or an abundant life. And, you know, you would you would kind of ace the test if we were to ask you a little bit about what is what does that mean? But I think most of us haven't truly experienced it or lived into it. And definitely for all of us, there are places in our life where we are not living in the freedom that is found or living out of the freedom that is found in Christ, just in certain areas of our life. And so hopefully over the next few weeks, you pick up some nuggets or some little pieces where you start to, maybe God kind of triggers something in your mind or, or opens uh, a, a door for you and you start to see and maybe latch onto some of these things and, and actually live it out in your daily life. So last week we started talking, we were talking about freedom, but we started talking about rules, right? And we said that, that the right rules can actually set you free. For instance, if you think about sports and there's, there's boundaries on the field or the court, there's a certain way that you score. You know, in basketball, you put the basketball through the hoop, right? Through the basket. That's why it's called basketball. In soccer, you, you kick. You don't so much use your, your hands unless you're a goalie or a keeper. And th- there, there are rules in sports so that you can actually play them and at some point, play them well, and everybody's not just confused about what's, what's happening, what's going on, right? And so in, in sports, rules actually free you up to do better. And in a similar way in life, if you were to understand, hey, what's kind of like the rules or the, the, the way of truly living this life and living it well, if you started to, to follow some of those things, you would find freedom as well. And so what we've said and what we're going to keep saying over this series is, man, so where should we go for that? It probably ought to be to the person who designed this whole life to begin with, who created everything to begin with. If, if anybody knows what's a life well lived, it's probably that person, right? And that just so happens to be God, and he has given us uh, the scriptures, he's given us his word for us to glean some of those kinds of things from, to learn from the people who are in these pages, the men and women uh, from many years ago, and to learn from uh, God himself, and how he did life on earth when, when he came to earth, God in the flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. So we're looking in the Bible, and specifically for the next few weeks, we're going to actually stay in the book of James for what it looks like to live a free life. So last week we started talking about rules. This week we are talking about wisdom, all right? This week we're going to be talking about wisdom. And to get us started talking about wisdom, I actually want to ask you about 
some unwise things that you may have done. Okay, so we're not going to share with everyone in the room, but here's the question I want you to ask and and talk to your neighbor or neighbors about for, for the next like 30 seconds or so. What is the most dangerous thing that you have done? Okay, what is the most dangerous? It could be a situation you found yourself in the middle of or maybe one that you brought about yourself, okay? We're not sharing these out loud because we don't want to like give people ideas, but you could share them just amongst your friends because they probably wouldn't be surprised if they heard what you have gotten yourself into, all right? On your mark, get set, go. All right, if you've been the only one talking, maybe let your neighbor share, or if you see somebody next to you who's not sharing, poke them and say, hey, what's your answer? What's the most dangerous thing? Maybe ask somebody around you. Give you about 10 more seconds. All right, all right. Now we're not going to take pop-up answers, popcorn answers, because I know that some of you in this room are like, I got my notepad ready, bro. I'm ready to do something dangerous, and you're going to take notes on all these things and try to try them. Uh, so I'm just going to share with you, I, I'm sure there are a bunch of things that you guys are sharing. Maybe you uh, maybe you, you did like some crazy hike, right? And it was like a really high mountain, and you were freaking out because you're like on the edge, and it's like this, you know, movie-like moment where you're like, if I, if I make the wrong step, I'm going to fall off this thing, right? Or maybe you were at the beach, and you swam out too far. Have you ever done that? Maybe now you're remembering swimming out too far. And you get to the point where you're like, uh, what did my mom talk about? Like uh, something about ripping, riptide, rip current. Like, and you're starting to wonder, am I feeling that? Yeah, but this is fun, right? And you keep going. Hopefully you turn back. I mean, you're here, so I guess you turn back. Uh, or, or maybe you're like, the most dangerous thing I've ever done is cook some bacon. And we're like, what? Well, you know, like the, the, the splash from the, from the, uh, the sauce. What's that stuff called? <laughs> the grease, the bacon grease, the bacon sauce, okay? Start calling it the bacon sauce. That does hurt, okay? That is kind of dangerous. And if you get too close to it and you don't have eye protection like I always have on, uh, it can be bad, okay? It, can be, it burns. So one of the most dangerous things that I've ever done, and I am not, not telling you to do this at all. In fact, this is one of the, remember, we're talking about wisdom, these things are unwise things, okay, most, most likely. And so the thing I'm about to share with you is very unwise in many ways. Jordan, I can't remember if you were there for this, but you, you may have been there for this. Uh, there is a chance. There's a chance. When I was in college, 
uh, we lived in a, in a house with a group of dudes, okay? And so all kinds of silliness, uh, unwise things happened most likely. So, and, and one night we, we did it was a great, great fun thing. I recommend it. Go bowling, okay? Maybe not right now. Things are like a little nasty and whatever, like you can get viruses and whatever. But bowling's fun, okay? So we went bowling. We had a great time as, as a group. Uh, most of the guys in the house, I think, went, and we're driving back to our college. We went to North Greenville University, and we're, we were like, we were going way too fast. First unwise thing, probably, of the night, right? Going way too fast. We were blasting the music, which that's fine, right? We're, we're just, just jamming out. We're just feeling the music, and uh, somewhere along the, the fastest section on the way back to school, I thought it would be a good idea as my friends started to roll the windows down, and the air is just flowing through our hair, right? That sounds really weird, but, but I thought it would be a great idea. Hey, let me unbuckle my seatbelt and stick my entire body out of the window, okay? This sounds like a really good thing going, again, way too fast. Like, we're not talking about, like, 15 miles an hour or 25 or 35 or 45. Like, we're talking, like, fast, okay? And I thought this would be a good idea. And here's where, here's where I got caught, and I wasn't out the window for very long, okay? I stuck my body outside the window. Yes, I did, okay? Unbuckle seatbelt and everything. All of the unwise things. Do not do any of this. Immediately, no, I didn't fall. My glasses just flew off my face, okay? And we're going so fast. Like, who knows? Maybe they got sucked under the car. I don't know how science works or whatever. But, but the glasses are gone. Immediately, I go from, this is the best thing I've ever done, to, guys, my glasses, right? I come inside. I'm like, we've got to turn back. My mom's going to kill me, right? Because she paid for my glasses, and they're like a couple hundred bucks. And so it, what sounded like a fun, great idea turned up into like, now we got to turn around. we got to do a U-turn. we got to go find this dude's glasses. He's completely like ruined the vibes here in this car, right? And, and that's, that's like one of the most dangerous things I've done. There, there's a lot worse things that could have happened to me there, right? Like, I mean, if, if whoever's driving the car wasn't a safe driver, uh, if we hit a bump and I just get bumped out and here goes Dallas along with his glasses flying into the who knows where, right? There's a lot of things that could happen that I clearly was not thinking about, right? And, and maybe, maybe your story is similar. It sounded like a good idea to begin with, right? And then you got into it and you're like, maybe mom was right, but I'm not telling her. So you just like kept going, right? But, but we, we do this a lot. We, we have these like dances with danger, so to speak, right? This dance with danger. And maybe it's not always, you know, actual physical danger that, you know, hey, you could get run over or something ridiculous or fall off a mountain or get pulled away by the current. But, but I, I think we do this in, in other ways, actually, more often than we realize. We, we dance with danger, and we do it like this. We do it with what we call in Christianity, we do it with sin. We have these dances with sin, these dances with danger. And even though it might not be physical danger, most often it's probably not physical danger, but, but there, there's danger to our souls, and we don't even realize it. And here's, here's how you know that you've been dancing with danger or dancing with with sin, like we're talking about, right, is you start to ask questions like, well, if, if I do this, is, is that considered sin? Is that wrong? Or, or you, do, you, you say, well, if, if, I, if I get like right up close to this line, but I, don't, but I don't do that thing, if I do these things, but I don't do that thing, is that wrong? You ask, you ask yourself, well, like, I'm, I'm just looking at this, I'm not looking at that, right? So that's, and we, try, we make these distinctions in our minds. Or we say, but it's like, it's just one lie. It's just one little lie. It's not, it's not a big deal, right? 
And we do these dances with danger. And we basically, we're trying to figure out, hey, like, where's the line? And we're trying to make a clear, like, black and white. Hey, I'm on this side of the line when I do these things. I'm on that side of the line when I do those things. And here's what I want you to know, is if you are asking any questions like this about anything in your relationships with, with other people, in your own thought life, in your life when it's just you alone, if you're asking any of these questions, you're already too far in. You're already asking the wrong questions. You're asking the wrong questions. And I've been there time and time and time again, and so I can relate. I get it. But when we get to that point, we are too far deep. We are asking the wrong questions. So what's a right question? Or what's a better way to approach that? Is that long before we get into those situations, we're having conversations with God about wisdom about the wise thing to do when we get into situations like that. Or we're having conversations with other people about what's the wise thing to do when it comes to relating to other people or to my, my best friend or to my, my BF or my GF, right? Like, we're already having conversations about this with others and with God about what is the wise thing to do. We're seeking wisdom before we ever end up in those situations, so that's what we're talking about this morning. We're going to look at, if you want to turn in your Bibles to James chapter 1, we're going to be in verses 5 through 8, where James talks about wisdom. Go ahead and put up the picture of old boy James. We talked about him last week. Here's that same picture from before. Yes, it is you, James. You, same beard, same hair, same outfit. For sure, that's you. Uh, so this is James, not James Thompson, but this is James, uh, the half-brother of Jesus. Remember we talked about that a little bit last week. How was he the half-brother of Jesus? Well, uh, because his parents were Mary and Joseph, his earthly parents. Remember, uh, it was an immaculate uh, deal with, with Mary and God the Father being Jesus's heavenly father. And so that's how they're, they're half-brothers. And uh, James was, he was one of the early leaders of the church. And during the time that he was leading and, and to the people that he was writing to in the book of James, it was to believers, to Christians, not to non-believers. And they were experiencing persecution. They were experiencing real trials, real suffering, real tough things. And part of what James writes to them is about wisdom. Something else, a little nugget about James, maybe you have a nickname. Maybe some of you are like, yeah, my friends call me that and I hate it, right? Uh, or, or maybe you got a nickname that you really love. But one of James's nicknames was James the Just. James the Just. Maybe you need to be James the Just, James Thompson. Uh, and, and the reason he was called James the Just is because he was known for doing the wise, good, godly thing even in the midst of some really terrible times and circumstances, right? When you, I mean, I kind of would want people to know that I, I make wise decisions and that kind of thing. So that's what they knew about James. And so he talks about wisdom. If, if we make silly decisions, if we, if we do this dance with danger, if you're starting to recognize your need for wisdom, then let's figure out where, uh, where it comes from, where, where we can go to for said wisdom, right? Verse five of James chapter one, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. All right. So James starts off this, uh, these few verses saying, 
If anyone lacks wisdom, if you lack wisdom, here's what I want you to know. This is not really a question. It's more of a statement in a roundabout way, right? And here's what he's actually saying is that all of us lack wisdom. It's, it's presupposed. It's, it's already known. All of us lack wisdom, myself included. Maybe I'm the biggest lacker of wisdom in this room based on what I know about myself, right? All of us lack wisdom. And here, this is kind of a side note, right? Because you might be like, I, I am the wisest in all the land, right? Like, I don't know what you think about yourself in regards to wisdom, but I'm telling you, all of us lack wisdom. And, and as a side, there are so many things in life that we lack, and most of us have no clue that that's our reality. Because we think, like, when we hear the word lack, we're like, well, I'm not, like, I'm not homeless. Like, I'm not living on the streets. You've got food in the fridge and on the table. You've got, uh, you've got a roof over your head. Your parents have money in the bank or a good job. And you've got these secure things, and you feel like you've got things together. But if you've ever been alone in your own thoughts, or if you've ever read the scriptures and been challenged by the words of God, then you are, you already know, you're already aware, or you're at least starting to see that you and I have incredibly deep needs for things that go far beyond just the physical. We are lacking in so many ways, and there is only one who can fulfill all of those ways, and, and, and it's God. As we're about to see, as we continue reading, one of those areas that he can fulfill us or give us what we are lacking and, and more than we need is in the area of wisdom. We are greatly lacking in wisdom. So we're all on the same page. We need wisdom for all situations, for how we interact with our friends, for how we approach school, for how we approach our family, for how we do everything in life. We need wisdom and we need godly wisdom. Maybe you're like, what, what even is wisdom, right? Well, here's a kind of easy definition. Wisdom is the ability to discern between right and wrong and everything else in between and then to make a decision accordingly, right? And so the decision to be able to look at circumstances or look at things in life or even kind of be able to like see into, into the future a little bit and say, hey, when I get into this situation, what's right, what's wrong? What's kind of the messy gray area? Because there's a whole lot of that too. And then what does it look like to maybe act a little bit like James the Just and move forward accordingly? It's not just knowing things, but it's, it's actually living those things out. That's what wisdom is. So maybe even now you're like, yeah, I, maybe I do lack that. If you lack it, what should we do, James? Verse five, the, re the rest of it says, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Where do we go if we realize that we lack wisdom? Who can we turn to? What book could we read? What, like, what, what place do we need to go to and just meditate and think, no, just go to God. He is the one who has the wisdom that we are so lacking. For everything? For everything. So go to him, ask. And, and here's the deal. Some of you are like, oh, I do need to start praying right before I take a test, right? And you, you, know, you know what you do. It's like, it's like a test is coming up, you know, in two minutes, right? And you sit down, and you're like, well, I know I'm supposed to ask for wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom on this math test, right? And, and you're expecting just this dump in your brain of you now know all of the answers to all of the math things. And you guys know if you've already done it, it doesn't quite work like that, right? 
In fact, I, we could go back and forth on, is that really wisdom or not? Probably not. The wise thing maybe would have been like, hey, God, you know I struggle with, with studying. Like, you know I struggle with being diligent with my time. Can you help me to, to do that thing? Like, help me to have, have wisdom and, and make good, right decisions in how I approach my schoolwork, not like study none and ask for wisdom two minutes before the test, right? It's, it's, it's not quite like that. So this, this wisdom, this is, this is spiritual wisdom. This is, this is wisdom that comes from God. And the only reason that we have access to this wisdom is because of Jesus's life, death, resurrection, conquering sin and death. And now the Holy Spirit, if you've put your faith and trust in, in God, the Holy Spirit comes to live and dwell within you. And now you have access to this wisdom. This spiritual wisdom that helps us know. Remember last week, we talked about the the two greatest commandments, the two rules that it all boils down to in this life. To truly live in freedom, you would live out loving God well and loving others well, right? And wisdom is gonna help us do that. Well, how do I love God in the way I approach this sport that I play? How, How do I love others well when I play video games with them? How do I love my neighbor well even though like they kind of get on my nerves, Right? This is where wisdom comes in. So, okay, so I lack wisdom. You kind of gave me a definition. I think that kind of makes some sense. I I think I need this wisdom that you talk about. So I go in my room and all of a sudden, hello, Charles, right? Here's the wisdom from a button. It doesn't quite work like that, okay? God's, maybe for some people, they, they have heard an audible voice and maybe they hear it, you know, a couple times throughout their life. But for most of us, for the rest of us, right, like, we're going to go to God, we're going to pray, and he, he may answer in that moment or, or he may not. In fact, I kind of made just a short list of four ways that God may dispense wisdom to you. So put those four things on the board for us, tech men, gentlemen. Here's the four things. So you may ask God, God, give me wisdom in, in this area of life, or just give me, give me wisdom in, in life in general. You're, that's your prayer over and over again. And God may choose to do it through some people. Like, have, have you ever had, and I already know the answer to this, right? But have, have you ever had a moment where you ask somebody, hey, what do you think I should do in this situation? And they're like, hey, you should do this. I think that's, that would be a wise choice. And you're like, nope, I'm doing this thing, right? And you do that thing, and it crashes and burns, and you're like, gosh, they really knew what they were talking about, didn't they? And you, you may not want to tell them that, but, but you had an opportunity where maybe God was speaking through that person, offering some wisdom through that person, and you said, nope, and you went the other way. What would happen if you actually started to listen to the wisdom of other people that may have been given to them by God, maybe God speaking through them, they're not even quite sure, like, how did I even know that, right? But, but maybe it's God working through them. You can, you can have God dispense wisdom through other people. Experience. This is one that, that maybe more of us uh, experience than, than we'd like to admit, right? But some of us, we, we have to go through something and only then, on the other side of it, will we actually know, uh, know, glean some wisdom from it, right? God's going to allow you to be able to look back on that experience and, and say, hey, so here's where like, you made some unwise decisions, and here's what it would look like next time when you find yourself in that situation or a similar one, right? Now, don't, here's the thing. Some, some of you out there are like, yeah, that's me. I'm that experienced one. No, all of these can apply. And I, I don't think, I think it's kind of bogus if, if you're like, no, everything in life, I just have to try, and then we'll see if it works for me. Again, you're already, you're already not thinking 
or asking the right questions or, or thinking in the right way, right? Maybe you should have listened to that person's advice long before you had to experience it, okay? So people experience, we could go on and on about those two. History, right? Sometimes we can look back at history and it may be people that were reading books about or reading biographies about or watching a YouTube video on or just seeing the, the patterns of the past. And in order to not have them repeat themselves, we, 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 we make a better decision, right? We learn from the history, uh, from history. Sometimes that history is coming from the Bible. And so that brings us to the last one in Scripture where there is obviously plenty of wisdom. This is where we started today going to the book of James. There's plenty of wisdom in the men and women's lives throughout the Scriptures. So why would we not read? And as we're reading, ask God, hey, help, help me glean some wisdom from this. Help me, help me to know what it is that, that you would have me know in these verses as we're reading, right? So you lack wisdom. You realize that you, that you need it. You realize that you, you're not wise in everything that you do and everything you say and everything you think. Where should you go? You should go to God and ask him knowing that he's going to give it generously, graciously. And then maybe you were listening as we read the first few verses in James or as we read those four verses. And you're like, but what about that thing about doubting, right? It says, says but don't be a doubter. Like ask with faith. Don't doubt or you're, you're double-minded. In this passage, he's, again, he's talking to Christians. So he's not talking about like people who are unsure about their faith right now. He's talking to people who know you're a Christian, know that you are a believer. And, he, and he's saying, hey, have assurance. Don't, don't question it. It may not come in, in the time that you think. It may not come in the way that you think it should come. But God will grant you wisdom if you are asking for it and you are asking for it with a pure heart and, and going after not your will, not your way, but God's will and his way. So ask him knowing that he will grant you wisdom generously, graciously for all of life. And it may take you talking to people. It may take you experiencing some things, going through some stuff. It may take you seeing how others have dealt with it in the past. It may take you going to the scripture. But God will, over the years, over time, grow you in your maturity and your wisdom to be more and more like him. Let me pray for us. God, we want to experience this, this freedom that is found in wisdom. We know that when we're unwise, it often ends us in a trap. When we make unwise decisions, God, you've seen it in our lives. You know it because you know that's how life works. We tell one little lie and it ends up being a snowball of just this massive lie and this massive destructive, destructive thing. And we get trapped. But, but true freedom is found in living your way, in, in living a, a wise, godly life. So help us to be able to discern what is right and wrong. Help us to be able to navigate the gray areas of life, the areas where there's maybe not a clear answer. God, grant us this wisdom that James talks about. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.